Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, Dewey Thompson, Ray Lyon, and Brianna Larimer share their decades of experience training in workplaces across the nation and talk to other experts about what it takes to be a team player, a great manager, and a leader others want to follow. This is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace. With you today, we have MTI, right? Dewey Thompson, Ray Lyon, and myself, Brianna Larimer. And today, I just want to give a huge shout out, Ray, to your friend, Marty, yes. for this idea. Shout out, Marty. Hey, Marty. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And, and, and this topic elevator pitches. And I would have never thought about this, but I was so excited when you brought this to the team because I remember how much I was affected by this starting out in my new careers, Mm -hmm. um, not knowing how to talk succinctly and clearly about what you do. Right. (laughs) And so talk to me a little bit about what is an elevator pitch then? All right. So an elevator pitch is basically a very short and succinct and impressive statement that you can say that either, and it, and it does a variety of things. You can either introduce yourself, right, um, or introduce an idea or pitch a product or service. But the reason it's called an elevator pitch is because you have roughly the amount of time it takes to ride from one floor to another floor in an elevator. So we're talking like 20 seconds, Mm. maybe 30 seconds to pitch um, your elevator speech. Mm -hmm. I remember this being, uh, again, being so difficult when I started going to networking events and after I'd taken this position with Missouri Training Institute because we do so much and Extension does so much, much, and I'm like, how do I say what I do (laughs) so that other people will understand it? Because we get into our common language. And I remember that even when I worked for the court system, what do you do? Oh, I'd get into all the legal verbiage. So this is such a hot topic, an important topic. All right. So tell me a little bit about how have these changed, I guess, over over the years um, when we think about elevator pitches? Because they don't seem as prominent now. Like we're at least I don't remember being taught about that in college as much um, getting out into the business world. So have they changed? I don't really think that they've changed too much over the years. You know, maybe people kind of don't remember them mm. or don't remember the term. But, you know, if you think about it, um, we try to influence everybody all day uh, in the workplace, don't we? Whether it's your boss, whether it's a coworker, whether it's uh, a subordinate, we're constantly trying to influence each other. So, um, but, you know, having a good elevator pitch is a great way to try to influence folks. That's a great way to put it because I never thought about that, that it is. It's just this idea of, influencing someone else Um, and whether that's like to reach out to you or some sort of call for action, right? That's what we're trying to achieve with this. Is that is that right? Yeah. You know, I think when you think about elevator pitches, one of the first things they need to do is they need to spark an interest, right? When you're communicating with somebody, it needs to spark, you know, a particular interest that you have uh, and trying to influence that person to have that same spark, if Mm -hmm. you will. Um, It needs to be 
persuasive. It needs to be compelling, right? Um, and I think it's about giving a person a reason to want to listen to the rest of what your pitch is about. Um, so that's what it needs to kind of start off as. But remember, as Ray said, you have very little time to right. create all of that. Right. And that's why when you have this idea, so if it is an idea or it is a product or a service or it is you, it needs to be pre-prepared mm -hmm. because this isn't, as Dewey said, this isn't about giving the whole of the product or idea away. This is just about that spark. So you need to hit the highlights in that 20 to 30 seconds, just whatever is going to make their mouth start to water a little bit so that once they step out of the elevator with you, they want to stay there and talk a little bit more or at least exchange names and contact information mm -hmm. that says, I, I need to catch up with you. I'm headed to my meeting, but let's connect later. That's that's the idea. So it does need to be a pre-prepared mm -hmm. Um, little speech or pitch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I could see where maybe sometimes folks get um, get this a little confused with thinking, oh, well, I'm trying to sell, sell something. You know, I'm not a salesperson, but this is really for a little bit of everything, right? Oh, it's not for salespeople necessarily. Absolutely. I mean, this could be for um, a change initiative. Oh, absolutely. You know, this could be um, something to rally the team. Right. It could be a little battle cry of some sort, even, you know, that you're really trying to get your team built around or you're really trying to energize um, your office. I mean, it can be anything. And I think that's a good point. You know, a lot of people think about elevators pitches as only pitching to somebody with authority. Right. Your boss or uh, a potential um, client, you know, somebody who has some authority. But this is. Um, uh, for almost anything like you talked about. And you could do it for an individual. You could do it, as you said, to a team, uh, a group of individuals. It doesn't have to be just a one-on-one -on -one kind of conversation. Absolutely. I, You know, and I, I think they're fun because I know just, I remember back in the day, and Dewey, I know you'll remember this in our in our previous life um, working together, but we would go to these holiday parties with, um, you know, maybe bigger clients and customers um, of the bank. And we'd just be, at the, you know, here to entertain customers. And of course, they knew what we did because this was at the bank, right? And they were there because of, of the bank. But it would just be a way to enter a group that we were networking with and really having a way to introduce ourselves, but then also to get them to introduce themselves. Mm -hmm. And so having, you know, that kind of entrance into a group that was already formed Absolutely. and bringing ourselves into the conversation and then turning it over and getting them to introduce themselves and having a way to network um, through that group and then leave the group. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it was kind of nice to have that elevator pitch mm -hmm. or that elevator speech, mm -hmm. right? Pitch and speech a little bit different, but um, it was nice in those networking environments oh, absolutely. when you're meeting a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you never know uh, when you meet new people how they might uh, affect you or affect your career uh, and those kinds of things. So it's important that idea of networking is always so critical in terms of your professional career and your professional success. Right. And I think in those situations, when you already know what you're going to say, it gives you an opportunity to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And remember their names 
and not always worry about what you're going to say, because that, I think, prevents you from being able to listen. Mm -hmm. If you're always so worried about hearing yourself and hearing your name and hearing what am I going to say next? But if you've already got that down, then it really does give you an opportunity to tune into what they do mm -hmm. and remember them. Um, and I, I think that's important in a networking or a business environment. And so there's that being prepared, right? Yes. That's, that's the key yes. to a lot of this is maybe sitting down and crafting just a few sentences. Yes. Um, and so that you always are prepared for these kind of situations because you never know where, where you might need to make a pitch. Yeah. And I encourage you, make it short. Yeah. All right. Every, everybody, <laughs> I, I'm here to tell you. Make it short. Time yourself. Literally time yourself. I think it's funny that you looked at me when you said I know. make it short. I know. Because, you know, it, this is not as much about tugging at the heart as tugging at the head. Sparking that interest. Exactly. Just cut, almost just like, whoa, like what just hit? Like that was cool. So I encourage you, make it short, make it direct. Um, and, and you've got to make an impact quickly. Mm -hmm. So when you are writing it, and I'll, we'll give you some tips, hopefully we'll talk about that here in a minute, but I encourage you time it. Mm -hmm. Once you have it written, I would encourage you time it and then literally memorize it, mm -hmm. you know, may help, help it flow so that you kind of get your cadence down. But then I would memorize it mm -hmm. and, and time it. For sure. So what, what other tips can we give to people, um, Ray, uh, in terms of crafting a really good elevator pitch? You know, I I guess I'd say you, you probably need more than one mm -hmm. because your audience is going to change. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm, you know, like in the situation we talked about, Dewey, I mean, everybody knows what we were there for because we all were employees of the bank. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to worry about that. But maybe I needed to know this was a get to know these different customers because they were all from different places. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of know my audience a little bit and know, you know, how to tailor that pitch um, if it was for an idea. So my idea was always going to remain the same and I had to make it apply to um, be relevant to a, a different audience. So again, I would encourage you think about your audience mm -hmm. Because you're going to have to have maybe a little bit of a different approach yeah. to your pitch based on your audience. So that that's probably a tip I would give. Well, People I would... have different needs, don't they? So sure. You have to make oh, sure yeah, that yeah. you're accommodating those. Yeah. I think that's what gets kind of confusing for me because, you know, when you're in those settings where you know who you're walking into and you can kind of I have a general idea of who your audience is going to be, great. But when I think of an elevator, I think people get on randomly at all times and we don't know enough about people to necessarily be able to say, are they going to be more about, you know, the dad or the heart or, or the heartstrings or, or are they going to be about the purse strings or, you know, how do you, how do you manage that in those situations where it might just be a networking event and you don't really know what you're trying to accomplish with that person? Well, my thing, if it's a networking event, chances are it's going to be about you, right? Isn't I mean, generally, if I'm mm -hmm. in a net, true networking event, it's about meeting people. So it's about keeping my name or something memorable about me with them. Mm -hmm. And then when everybody goes back to their own, you know, businesses and homes and things like that, I want them to remember me. Mm -hmm. Once they remember me, then I can pitch my idea. 
Yeah. And the other thing I would say, I mean, yeah, typically, again, depending on what the networking event was, but networking is usually about meeting the people and then we can sell them the product. And I think that's the other the other uh, piece of advice that I'd give you is be strategic with your communication. Right. You don't have to be the first person speaking. You know, you might want to introduce yourself and actually uh, ask a few questions to kind of maybe better understand who this person is that you just met. Right. And then you can adjust your elevator pitch when it's your turn to talk based on what you've learned from them. That's a great point. You know, um, one thing that I also like to do is is to think about um, especially how it might benefit them, whatever it is that you're selling, whether it's yourself, whether it's a, a change initiative, whether you're pitching an idea to your boss, or a product or service, whatever have you, is to think about how that would benefit that other person um, and approach it from that perspective. Um, I think we often, you know, get a lot of great ideas and we and we can if we're not careful, we can go on and on and on mm-hmm. and on. And remember, this is a short, short little memorable thing that you want people to talk about um, or to remember. So it's not necessarily about going through, yes, I've got this product and we've prototyped it and we've and here's the process. And, and you know, that's too much. That's too much. But how would that new product benefit that person or benefit um, the organization in some way if you're communicating it to your boss. So um, I just think you have to take a look at what are some of the benefits, maybe not necessarily so much of the features mm. of things. Right. And the the value that mm-hmm. your company or your product or service has. I mean, what what truly is the value? Don't don't give what's taped on the wall at your company. Right. You know? Right. right. I mean, really the value. Um, and of course, I, we used to call it a differentiating proposition, but mm-hmm. um, these days it's the unique selling proposition, the USP. But what what makes you different? Mm. Because chances are, right now, you're probably not the only one out there doing it. Mm-mm. But how can you set yourself apart from the ones that are doing it? And that's sometimes the one thing they'll be like, that's the one thing that can help you be memorable. Um. So I think that's important to maybe spend some time thinking about that. Well, and, and I guess that would lead me to to ask them when we think about that, for us to to kind of be fired up, sometimes I guess the differentiating factor in some cases could be the person themselves pitching it, right? Um, so I guess my question would be to be able to successfully have elevator pitches do you have to care enough or be passionate enough about what you're trying to pitch? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you do, right? Because um, people can go maybe to many different vendors to get a particular product or service. People can um, have a choice of who they hire uh, onto their teams, right? So you, ha- you know. Yes. Can I please be a member of your team? I really am good. I really want, you know, that's a lot that, you know, would you hire that person or would you say, yeah, I am so excited, you know, to finally meet you and to think about, um, you know, how we might be able to benefit one another, you know? So one is really a monotone, hasn't really a lot of energy or enthusiasm. Another one does. Right. So, yeah, I mean, Absolutely. You have to have passion for what you're doing and you have to convey that enthusiastically. And I think that sometimes it might require people to practice even that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it always comes natural because maybe you worked in that career for so long or or whatever. So you need to find what kind of fires you up to talk about it again. Remember, 
the the elevator pitch is you. You know, if you've got more time in a networking event, there's your questions. Right. So remember, the the elevator pitch is 20 seconds of you. That That's what you got. All right. The, the questions will come later. But the, the pitch that we're specifically talking about is you. So you got to get it down right in 20 seconds or less. You've got to be able to communicate your value, your USP. And then if you get a chance to ask a question at the end um, and that's, you know, how does your organization, you know, do professional development? So we're a training company. Right. Mm, I right. mean, that's one of the things that we do at Missouri Training Institute. And so we might leave them with that. You know, so how do you, how do you do professional development at your company or when was the last time you did training or how was the training the last time you did it? You know, just something like that. Um, or what do you try to get out of a leadership development program, you know, to like extend? Um, but the first 20 seconds is all about you or your company or whatever. And look for those. I learned this from Dewey, you know, look for those power words the ones that really communicate passion, the ones that can actually work for you. Not we just do this, but we develop, um, you know, the things develop. We develop leaders. We develop passionate people. Um, those kinds of things stick stick with you. Right. Yeah. Right. What are some other examples doing? Now I'm curious of some power words. Well, I think it really kind of depends on, you know, what you're trying to pitch to people, right? But, you know, um, we improve performance or versus we um, help people be the best that they can be. You know, again, it, it may not necessarily be so much the words as much as it is the um, energy with which you say them. It may not necessarily be the word itself, but it more about the tone that you're using with folks um, with that. Um but yeah, you want to. You it's about leaving that memorable um, spark with with your listeners. Yeah, my company works with organizations to develop leaders that influence others and pay it forward. Mm. I mean, mm. you know, not just we're, we train people. We're cre <laughs> we're creating new slogans here you know, as we I, do this I podcast. Mean, just, you know, things. I mean, that's how we came up with our values. Yeah. You know, we just sat around the table and. And really just, you know, what do we do from beginning to end? You know, we inform, we involve, and we inspire. And boom, you know, those three words were born. And so. those are, and those, that's a great example of these power words that we're talking about. We yeah. inform, we involve, and we inspire. That's a lot better than saying we train people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the the interesting activities um, that I actually had some of our participants go through in the influencing others session was kind of what you just said, because we don't often when we're stuck in the whirlwind pause to really think about what are ways we would want our team or our organization identify what how would we how do we see what we do every single day and so bringing some sticky notes to a team meeting and having people jot down as many words as they would want to associate with your organization plastering them up on a board and then it's kind of cool to be able to walk through and be able to see how your colleagues are viewing what you do and how you do it and why you do it um, so, so yeah, that can maybe spark some, some interest for, for people as well. Another thing you might want to think about is bringing some of your, uh, past successes in and asking mm -hmm. them, you know, what, what they think. Yeah. yeah. 
So let me ask you the big, big question now. Um, obviously, in this this uh, post-2020 environment, is it cool to shake hands anymore? <laughs> That's a loaded question right yeah. now. My my, Here's my take. It's cool to be awkward mm-hmm. in that space. You know, before, you know, you always extended your hand. Like, you didn't even question that. You always extended your hand, and you always extended your hand first. And then if somebody left you high and dry, then that was like weird and awkward. Now, if you extend your hand, it's okay to feel awkward because nobody knows what to do. Um, So I would take your cue from what either like if you're at an event or you're in the elevator, take your cue from what you're seeing other people do. And if other people, I know this is weird, but if other people are like fist bumping or, you know, maybe wrist to wrist, you know, kind of, I've seen that elbow, elbow yeah. that, that to me is really weird. I wouldn't go up the arm, but I would either, you know, f- wrist to wrist or fist bump or, you know, something or just like agree to nod or move on. But it's okay to be awkward. I mean, it really is. And, you know, something that we've been looking at here in our organization are those electronic business cards, Mm. you know, and there's all kind of apps out there. They're really super cool. Everybody carries a cell phone, you know, a smartphone. And so all you have to do is like tap the tap tap your smartphones. And that's kind of a way to connect without touching anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you just connect smartphones and then you have each other's contact information. So it's kind of a way to to shake on it and exchange contact information right there. So smartphones are kind of the wave of the future. And I think everybody will move to that. Yeah, that's they're super cool. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm yep. excited that we're we're looking into it. So, yep. any other final thoughts as we we start kind of wrapping this one up? I was so excited. Thank you all for the great information. Thanks, Marty. Well, thanks, Marty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I would say you know do it. Get get your elevator pitch at least for you and what you do or what you bring. You don't even have to work for a company, but you do need to know you and what you bring. Um, to someone mm-hmm. um, or to an organization. And then just make sure you can deliver it with ease and with enthusiasm. Yeah. And and think about what makes you unique, right? Uh, what makes you unique? What makes your idea unique? Um, what is that um, USP or that unique selling proposition? And, and to uh, communicate that in a very succinct way. 20 seconds. She still looks at me as she says that. (laughs) All right. Thank you all so much for listening to The Weekly Workplace. If you have any ideas out there for our podcast, The Weekly Workplace, any topics that are top of mind for you, please let us know what those are. Send them into MTI at Missouri.edu. We'd love to hear from you. Go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu.